So we have the Reedus family. Bring them up, please. Let's clap for them and encourage them. Make them feel real good. Take your time. This is a transformed family by the word of God. Yeah. You think about it, a lot of these people I've never sat with or had a lot of, lot of interaction with, but they just sat and got the word and applied that word and it changed their very life. We want you to hear about it today. This is Pierre and Brandy Reedus. And he, 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 sir, who was that barking like that? He, he's a guy, he's, he serves security over here and he stands there and he looks like if you even act like you want to come this. Um, but I love it. And, and they've been together 20 years. They've been married 14 And they have two children. I'm Cameron and Brianna, right? And they're both partners here, 11 and 20 years old. And they became partners with our church three years ago, 2015. Now, some of you may not understand, you know, we don't prefer to people as members. We prefer them as partners. Because when you come here, there's a vision established that God has given us. And you partner with us to make that happen. And, and so we, we have partners here and they partner with us. Um, and they have a tremendous story of what God has done in their life. Um, Pierre didn't grow up in church. Um, he was, you, you said you went on Easter? Easter and Christmas. And Christmas. So we, we grew up with CME members, Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. You didn't even do Mother's Day. You just went on Christmas and Easter. Okay. And here's what I didn't know about him, that you followed Tell us. Uh, I, I did practice Islam for also about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in my early 20s, I was a young man just looking for something. So You're Looking for something. So you were a Muslim? Yes. Okay. Did I say it right? Yes. Muslim. Okay. Um, but Brandy was raised in church. Yes. Tell us about that, Brandy. Um, I grew up in church. Basically, um, there was no choice in the matter. Mm. We got up and we went to church. <laughs> Your house was like mine. Yeah. Yeah, we, didn't have a, we didn't have a choice either. It was, you started getting ready for church on Thursday. <laughs> Get them socks out on that shirt. And come show it to me, we got to go to church on Sunday. Um, but for a time, you, you wasn't going. You guys weren't going. No, we weren't going. Um, and, and you desired to get back in church. Um, and you asked your husband about going back to church. Okay, um, because you wanted your entire family to be in church, mm-hmm. and so you begin to visit. Yes. Okay, and then you ended up visiting here. Yes. Okay, and everybody calls y'all seats the Palmer seats. That's they seats. <laughs> and you remember one Sunday sitting up there in the Palmer seats. <laughs> Tell us about that experience, Pierre, sitting up there in the Palmer seats. Um, we just came to visit. Um, Actually, we were invited by Wes and Serena. Um, we had gotten to know them. We're pretty close, and through Serena, they invited us to come. 
and we were run, running late, like always. <laughs> and and uh, we sat right up there in the Palmer seats, and I didn't know if it was anything special, but that day it just spoke to me that, you know, hey, this is where you need to be at. Mm. And I was fortunate that my my wife, because she knew that I didn't grow up in church and everything was new to me, all of this was new. And she said, you know, just take your time. If you, We'll find something. If you like it, you like it. If not, then, you know, we'll, we'll keep searching. Mm. And I sat up there and I listened to you preach and everybody was so nice. You know, it was just, not that it, I didn't expect anybody to be nice, but we were sitting up in the balcony and I was looking. I said, man, that looked like Amina down there. Mm. I went to school with her and grew up with Amina. I said, man, that, that looks like Aisha Robinson down there. I know her too. So it, immediately it felt like family. Mm. And, you know, just through the sermon, and I just, like I said, it felt like this is where I needed to be. Yeah. And, and so you not only joined the church, you gave your life to Christ. Yes, sir. For the first time. Yes, sir. And, and, this, and this is the first church you've been a part of. Yes. That you actually committed to. Okay. Um, I like the part you said you were invited by Serena and Wes because sheep beget sheep. Um, it had to be something about them that said, hey, y'all come with us, and they came. That's good stuff. So once you joined the church, tell me a little bit about um, some of the back stuff that I know you sat there, heard the word you joined, but you told me some things about you felt like you can trust the church and the leadership and that kind of stuff talk about that a little bit so when we were visiting different churches and um like you know nothing i don't want to say anything was bad with the other churches but for me i'm i'm a people person so i it's like if i i have to kind of feel something like a connection and we have been to probably like three or four different churches and i'm just like no this that's not it Mm -hmm. it I don't really know what I was looking for, but I know what it, I thought I had an idea of what it would feel like. Mm. And, you know, we went to like three or four different churches and, you know, when we got here, it just felt different. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the, it was the people or the atmosphere. Everybody was, was excellent at every church that we went to, Mm -hmm. but it was something about you. I felt like I could trust you. Mm -hmm. I felt like you were kind of talking when I was sitting there and you was talking to me. Mm. I don't know if that's, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a plan, but it felt like you were talking to me, and it immediately, without ever having said a word to you, I felt like he could probably help me. Mm. He could he could probably help me on my journey. And that's important because the Bible never says I give you churches; it says I give you pastors. And so people are having a hard time because they're looking for a church. And you should be looking for a pastor. Somebody you can trust with you. That you trust to speak into your life, lead you, guide you, correct you, love on you, embrace you. That's what you're looking for. And so you said um, you enjoyed the practical sermon and could relate to it and it wasn't too churchy. You also said how you apply the word when you leave church was a big deal for you. That's very important. How I take what I heard and use it when I leave. And I heard a preacher say one time, man, I preached so deep this morning, it's going to take them a week to unravel that. Well, that's stupid to me. I don't know what that's about. 
I need you to unravel it before you give it to me. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and you discern, you can trust the leadership. Um, and and it, you said, you said you don't know what you were looking for, but you know when you found it. I knew what, I thought I knew what it would feel like. You knew what, you knew what it would feel like. And, and you also said this, which is pretty cool. You said, um, t- talk about Pastor T. You told me something about Pastor T. <laughs> so that, so this, when we first started here, Pastor T used to do the giving message. Yeah. And I don't know what it was about the giving message, but when he would say, and multiply, and multiply, and multiply, I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> you can just take it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you said, I don't know what it was about it. What, what you sensed was another man's passion for things of God. Because church has been so known for um, platforming the women's passion, and that's okay. But this is a man's church, too. And you look around, there's plenty of men. All the men, stand up real quick. All the men, all the men, all the men. Look, 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 look. The cl- y'all about to clap, ladies. Thank y'all, sit down. The, the, the presence of godly men is important in a local community. Are you listening to me? And so I, I believe when, when you connect it with his passion um, um, for all things God and, and, and all of it just came together and you knew this was the place. Um, and you said the emphasis at the church put on marriage and family, which I think every church should um, because it's family church. church. Church is made up of families. You saw that last week. Um, so now go into some other parts here that we discussed of what happened with you all um, after planting and becoming a part here. Come on. Um, One of the major things that happened with us is we were in a very bad cycle of finances. And um, we, it's, you know, a little ashamed to say it, but um, we were in a cycle of payday loans for almost a year. And um, it before we would we would tithe when we could, um, but a lot of times we literally just did not have it. We we didn't have it after we didn't have it. Um, so, but as we started to go through messages of teaching and messages of giving and why you should give, um, it wasn't about giving out of guilt. It was about you know listen we need to give the Lord what is already His, and so we said we sat down and we said okay listen. What, what we're doing isn't working, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, we know we technically don't have it, but what do we have to lose at this point to be obedient? You know, so. Now, you, you mentioned something about Cameron with the payday loans. Yeah. Store. We, were, we were there so often that she liked going there because they make it so that they have like little toys and stuff out for the kids. And so, I mean, they make it so that you like going there. <laughs> so we would go and, you know, she would sit down and she, would, and she didn't think that there was a bad place to go. And when we stopped, finally, I'm like, baby, we're not going back in there. And she was like, oh, well, why not? And I, and I explained to her, you know, I know you had fun while we were there, but that wasn't a good place <laughs> for us to be going. And um, and now we go to the wing stop next door, and I, and I want to shout every time I walk past that place. <laughs> now, something I want to point out about that: 
her child began to like the payday loan store. So there were kind of seeds being planted in her child that this payday loan store is something good. This is something that I should probably do. But when they broke the cycle of the payday loan store, it wasn't just broken off of them as a couple. It was broken off of their children as well. So what we do for ourselves is not just for us. It's for our seed. It's for our seed. Hmm. When they broke the cycle, this word has cycle-breaking power. Now, this may not mean a lot to y'all, but this is important to them that they were living in the payday loan store. Now they walk past it and go get some wings. Come on. <laughs> now, I, would, I wouldn't sit here and take these things lightly. Because what they're showing you is the word works. And all things are possible. Now I can sit here and tell you my story, but it's a little bit different when you hear from just just common people in the pews. So we're moving into an, an era where I like to call common people prosperity. Where we look to, to, to big time people and stuff like that and we expect them to be at a certain place financially. But but just just the regular folk that come to church here, just your neighbors in the pews, um, look at your neighbor and say, hey, millionaire, hey, hey, millionaire. <laughs> see that that see see that that felt good, didn't it? It felt good. Push the one in front of you and say, hey, that millionaire, hey, millionaire. <laughs> now, what, what did you all do to get from not tithing, not having enough, to breaking the, the payday loan store cycle? Tell me that. I mean, we, when we sat down, we literally just said, you know what, this is what we're supposed to tithe. We're going to do it, and we're going to trust God that it's going to work. And I, I swear, since that time, we have never, ever been short again. Mm. It's real stuff, you know. It don't get no better than this. It don't get no more practical than this. This is your sermon for today. She's telling you the word works. We were here. We did this. We went there. Um, um, This man came after not being in church, after never giving his life to Jesus, after practicing Islam for some time. And he came to a church and God arrested his heart. And he's not only here, but he's serving. He and his family. And there's a lot of you here, um, and and don't you get discouraged because your entire family is coming. You know why? Because this is home for them. Some of them know it, some of them don't, but this is home for them. 
and we're getting a sign put in the front that says, Welcome Home. Because we're expecting them to come. And so to see a man of God, not a man of Allah, but a man of God, and Jesus is God, and he's sitting here with testimonies. Share one more thing with us, Brother Pierre, of what you know has happened in your life since being a part of this church. Um, Actually, one thing for me was, like, I didn't just want to come. I wanted to get involved, so that's why I chose to serve. Mm Mm-hmm. Wesley didn't give me much of a choice. He mm. said, hey, as soon as you finish boot camp, you're coming with us. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of, um, how can I say it? That's part of the journey. Yeah. You always teach serving. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if I got to serve as part of my journey, that's, right. that's what I need to do. Yeah. Ser- serving is equivalent to being great. You want to be great? Serve. They was in the. They was on their way from evangelistic meeting with Jesus, and they was in the back, tripping on who was the greatest. And Jesus said, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! Whoever want to be the greatest back there, you be the chief servant." And everybody got quiet. So, so we appreciate. Now, the thing you have to do now, which I'm sure you've already done, sheep beget sheep. They led you here. Now, you got to lead somebody here. And that's how it works. That's how it works. And your lives change consistently forever. So we thank God for you. We thank God for... And I'm sure, I'm sure they can talk about a whole lot more, but the fact that he used to practice Islam... But now he understands that Jesus is Lord. Can you give it up for the Reader's family, please? Thank you all. Come on, y'all celebrate them. We got one more to take today. Y'all be seated. And this is... um, Y'all have seen him around here um, singing. And, and he, he took a lap last week. He went running like somebody stole somebody's purse. You know, you know people that usually run, they got a, um, a real churchy run. And, uh, but he ran like somebody had got their purse snatched in the back. You know, that was just my first time seeing them run. Y'all, y'all, y'all see Mother Proctor when she runs? You, Listen, you know she a church mother. She don't. She always go the opposite way. Everybody run this way. Here she come this way. What can you do? Hey, go ahead on. <laughs> I love. Listen, I go back and I go back and watch the the messages and stuff on Sundays, and you should too. And I sometimes watch the whole service, and it just blesses me all over again. Because you miss so much, also you're getting so much. Like, oh, look at that one. Oh, that was at church. It's just a great thing, so do that. But anyway, um, I want to call to the hot seat Brother Marvin Malone II is what we have here. Young Marvin. 
Ooh, you got your interview shoes on and everything. You know. <laughs> See, the, 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 millenn- the millennials keep me millennial. And I went and tried, I tried on some skinny jeans. And, and, I, and I realized why they call them skinny jeans. It was unlawful. <laughs> and I, you know, I come out in the regular dressing area to look in the big mirror. And the guy walked past, all I heard was... <laughs> I tried it, but I did not try it. Come on. <laughs> so Marvin, Marvin also came in 2015. 2015 was a big year for us, I think. Because most people I talked to came in that year. And I remember when you first came here, because I asked somebody, who's the, who's the hyper kid? Because he, he would come in like he owned the place. He came right to the front, sat on the front row. He had on some, some red little Aladdin type of shoes and he dance and skip and run around and I said who's the kid acting like he owns the church <laughs> he wasn't even a member or a partner and, and, and so some time went past but here's the thing and we're going to come back to this um, um, he loved the Lord and this is what this is all about this is what you said but I was not submitted to God's will for my life Marvin was doing Marvin tell us about it Marvin um, so yeah, I came to Lifeline in, uh, well, I moved to Chicago in August of 2015 and I came to Lifeline. I was actually like, even with one of my friends and I was like, I need a church that has like a uh, really good worship cause I love music, that kind of thing, but a really good word too. Um, and they told me like, come to Lifeline. So I came to Lifeline the next Sunday and I never stopped coming. So the first time I came, I got sat over in that seat and it, I mean, six, I think like six weeks went by. And I just kept getting sat on that first row. And I don't know, I would come late because I was like, I didn't want to, I said, when I came to a church, I want to go and leave. Like, I don't want anybody to know me. I don't want to know anybody else. I don't want to serve. I don't want to be connected. Like, I've been doing this, you know, growing up in church. I don't want that anymore. And so I came and I would just keep get, keep getting sat over there. And so um, it was just, I don't know, it was crazy because I was doing what college kids do. I was... Mm-hmm. Drinking, partying, having sex, uh, masturbating, porn, like all of that was in the whole rundown. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard? Oh. Y'all heard it, didn't you? You know why you you did that? Because we're not used to this in church. We're not used to even hearing. I don't, don't, we got to get better with that. Because we have this all through the pews that can help people. All right, um, nudge your neighbor, tell them, you need to wake up. Tell them, you need to wake up. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Um, and so I would keep coming, and it was crazy because, so I came in September, and I was coming every Sunday, and the word would just, like, keep hitting me. And I would feel bad when I left, but I would just be like, no, nah, it's cool. Like, I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Um, and I did. I was saved. I love God. But like I said, I just wasn't submitted to what he wanted me to do. So I want to say it was maybe like three months went past and I would go home and my, I would 
like be driving home and my mom would call me like, hey, just You'd go back home you. to Ohio. No, I would go home to my, my apartment here. here. Okay. But my mom would always call me on Sundays. Both of my parents would call me on Sunday. Hey, how are you? How's, how are things going? Um, and I remember my mom called one Sunday and she was like, I was watching church, that church you said you've been going to. And that was just really good. And she started talking and it just started hitting me all over again. What just happened in church? And I was like, man. And I think you had talked about being submitted to the word in every area of your life. Um, and about how when you get saved, that secures your seat in heaven. But the way you live on earth determines how you live on earth. Um, and so that kind of, that was like the first time it just really hit. And we were talking and I was like, uh. So I was like, okay, so I missed a Sunday. I went to like another church. I was like, I don't, because I didn't want to feel that again. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. So I went to another church um, and then maybe like a Sunday and then I came back because it just, it couldn't compare to Lifeline because it's the same thing that everybody else has been saying that when you come in Lifeline, people love on you. Um, like I, I would come in late and I'm like, all right, if I come in late, ain't nobody going to talk to me. I'm coming in, I'm coming down the thing. Hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, and from the first time I came, Amina was like, Amina was like, what's your name? And never forgot my name. So I would come in late. She'd be like, Marvin here. <laughs> so I think a couple months ago. <laughs> you, you, you get she, a I mean, This is the second person mentioned your name. Right. So um, a couple months went by, and I think um, you and Pastor London uh, called me aside. You, you know, you were like, you know, I see you coming. You know, why don't you get involved? You know, what's up with you, basically, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll join, you know, uh, the choir or something like that. And I was just like, sure. And I never did. Meanwhile, I'm still doing me, still going out Friday, Saturday nights, coming to church on Sunday. Um, and I just, I didn't get involved. Um, and then I remember I came to one choir rehearsal. And after that, I kind of just got latched in. And I, now you said September 2016 is when conviction began to set in. That's when it, like, began heavy, like. I would, I would come to church and just like break down like and then go home and I would I would be up at night just thinking like because you knew that I was couldn't a, sleep there was a war going on mm-hmm. here, and what you were doing wasn't lining up with what was going on we right. were saying here okay and and so you says in 2017 of January now um, we had an altar call Talk, tell us about that uh, 2017 so I remember because it was the week before my birthday and I had plans for my birthday. I was 21. I was going. Mm, to, I was going to turn up. Huh? I was going to Vegas, so now I could drink legally. So I'm like, I'm going to Vegas. Oh, did oh. y'all hear what he said? He was going to Vegas. He turned 21. He's going to be able to drink legally. Oh, I mean, okay. had a flight, had a hotel, had everything. So I'm like, I'm going to Vegas, and this was, and I was <laughs> leaving that Friday. So this was Sunday. Um, and you had an altar call for, and it, I think it just started off like talking about um, porn or and sex and lust. It was kind of that situation. So came up, and I remember I've gotten prayed before, you know, prayed for before. And this time, I mean, I was down for like 20 minutes, and the Holy Spirit was just ministering to me. Like, you just cannot keep doing this. You got to pick one or the other. Um, and for the next week, so I, went, I was supposed to leave Friday morning, and... Monday through Thursday, I mean, my friends, they were in a group message like, yeah, you know, excited. How, how excited are you to turn 21? And I was like, they was like, you acting different. I think Tuesday or Wednesday came. They were like, you acting real different. Why are you not, you know, you're not excited? And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm cool. Ain't nothing going on. I'm good. Friday came and I was like, I can't go. Like, mm. I'm not going nowhere. 
I'm not doing nothing. And I remember um, coming to church on Sunday, and it was my birthday. And it was the worst and the best feeling. Mm. It was the worst feeling because I was like, man, like I really wish I was like somewhere celebrating for my birthday. But it was the best feeling because that was the first time I came to church in the last two years. And I just felt free. Like I just felt like, man, like... Something, something happened to you when you went out. You know, it all. I know the Holy Spirit works. When well, folk lay out there that long, I'm, I get kind of concerned. Like, check them, make sure they're breathing because they've been down there a long time. And the Lord, the, the Lord was working with them. I believe when you go out like that, there's there's heart surgery going on. Um, I, I really do believe that, and I believe when you come up, it's kind of like that pig story I tell. You're just not the same. You're not the same. Now, go, now tell us, after that, you didn't go to Vegas. Um, we're now going into February of 2017 because you still haven't connected with people here like you are now. What happens then? So uh, after I decided not to go to Vegas, I cut off like a lot of people who just connected me to that, which basically was everybody in my life. You cut them off. A lot of my friends because they were still doing it. And it wasn't uh, some of the people that I cut off. It was just, hey, I'm I'm like kind of serving you notice like hey I'm not doing this anymore if you not if you okay with me not doing this and you still want to be friends then cool other people it was just like you remind me of that or the only connection we have is that is mm. going out is drinking is or we're sexual partners something and you cut that off mm-hmm. okay. and so at that point I you re- had to cut it off right so I didn't take ask it, take him away Lord no 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 and I had that conversation a lot over those two years I would pray like God if you don't want if you don't want me to sin, that's what I was, I was like, if you don't want me to do it, then just take them out of my life. Take, you know, take all this out of my life. And it, it wasn't, it was so much simpler. It was a hard decision, but it was a simple decision. When I made the decision, things began to happen easier. Gotcha. So, um, I, I cut off a lot of people and just take, took them out of my life. But then I realized I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't, it was like, what do I do? So I think it was like the next two or three weekends I was in the crib just watching Netflix. Mm. And I was like, I got to do something. So I had actually been in the Connect Group message since 2016 February. And, and I had their never, message group. Right. So we have like a message. So when we're doing stuff, you know. Kinda you were in there, know. but you never. I had never said anything in the group me for a year. Mm. And this was a year later. I had never, even when they say, hey, welcome, so-and-so, I didn't even respond and say, hey, y'all, thank you. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. Rude. Terrible. Rude. So. She said you was rude. <laughs> so I, I, uh. They were talking about somebody's birthday, you know, was coming up and everybody was going to go to breakfast. And I remember that was the first time I hung out with Connect. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to come. And so I showed up and, I mean, I just had like a really good time. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is not as bad as I thought it would be, you know, whatever. So time goes past and then, again, start getting latched in. And I realized that it was getting connected to those people that held me accountable that then kept me because then it was it was the times when, it's the times when you want to go back or you want to do certain things. You can call those people to either talk to them, be vulnerable, or you can just say, hey, let's go hang out because mm. I can't be at home. Mm. Because if I'm at home by myself, I might go do something. I might mm. go somewhere. Um, and so the more I got connected to the people here, the more I wanted to serve with them and get mm. connected to the vision. Okay. And you said once you begin and got connected with Connect, you mentioned how they did not judge you, did not, because you, even after things changed and you were doing good, Something happened. You said you went to this girl's house and 
And tell me about that and, and what, how they responded to that. So last year, my friends were in a show, and I wasn't in the show, but I got invited to this cast party afterwards. So I go to this party, and everybody's drinking and doing all this kind of stuff. And so this is after the service, after I made this commitment to God, whatever. And I'm there, and we're hanging out, and um, oh, actually, this is a different situation. The situation you're talking about is... Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but this is a good situation. So go I'm going to talk about this one. Yeah. So I was there with all my friends, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I'll just, I'll just take one drink. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. So I took this drink. And then I took another drink, and then I took another drink, and I realized, I was like, okay, well, I can't drive home. So everybody had left, and I was still at her place, and this was, also, this was a Saturday night, and I, we did some things. And I remember I woke up the next morning, and I, drove, I rushed home, because I realized it was like 6 o'clock, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not at home, what am I doing? So I rushed home, I got changed and everything, and I hurried up and came here. And... Um, I remember it was after service and everybody was standing around and I had these hickeys on my neck. And I remember <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. But I didn't know I had hickeys on my neck. And so everybody everybody was like, "What's that on your neck?" Everybody in Connect was standing around like we do. "What's that on your neck? What's going on? What's this?" I was like, "What?" And I pulled out my phone and I was like, Oh no, I'm breaking out. What you talking about? Like, I mean, I was like, I was like, but I have been in that situation before, but you, you always know how to cover up your sins. So I would make sure this covered up. It, it was never a problem. So when that happened, I was like, whoa, but afterwards I got text messages like, Hey man, if you need to talk, you know, if, if you need somebody, it, it, I had never experienced that before because prior to that, it was always, did you hear what Marvin, did you, did you hear about this? Or, or I was one of those people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have people that were like, no, like, you know, if you, you said they if, told you you were better than that, you're, you're better than that. Like, you know, if you need help, you know, yeah. And that's when everything shifted for you. And then you found yourself in front of us, asking us or, um, <clears throat> submitting to us as pastors, because you can be in this church. You can come every week, you can give and you can serve and not be submitted to us as pastors. He gave us permission to pastor him, um, to be the voice of God in his life, to walk him through this, this whole journey. And, and, and that's when things begin to happen. So then there was no more drinking, no more partying, no more sex, none of that. And I like what you said with this. You says, it's still a daily journey, but not a daily struggle. You said, you said it went from, I'm going to try not to do this today, to I'm going to go after God today. Tell, tell us some more about that. So what I noticed is when I first uh, like made the commitment to God and I was like, you know, anything that's not like you, I'm going to stop doing it. It became, I'm going to stop doing it. So I would wake up every day and it was just like, all right, I can't do this today. I can't watch this today. I can't go here today. I can't, and it, it was a lot of like negatives instead of, um, and then when I reset my heart and it became, 
Now, whatever it is that you want me to do, I'll do it. Because still, even when I stopped sinning and I was being good, I still wasn't in a place or doing what God wanted me to do. I had just stopped doing what I used to do. And so, mm. when that... When that did, y'all, did y'all hear that? So, when that shifted, it really changed a lot for me because it became a lot easier because it was like, well, what is it that God wants me to do? And I understood that when I'm doing what he wants me to do, then everything comes easy. It's just like how you were talking about even the giving part. When I'm giving, people are giving to me. It's a cycle. It has to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it made it a lot easier because it was less, It was I didn't feel condemnation anymore. I still felt conviction. If I thought something, if I did something, if I went somewhere, but it was never a condemning thing because it wasn't shamefully, I can't do this. It was just, I want to not do this because I want to please you. Right. And so it's a daily journey, and that's why we don't do life alone. It's a daily journey with other people that are on the same journey. You're accountable to one another. You pray for one another. Um, it's very, 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 very important. And so Marvin, the, the, the gist of this is he submitted to God's will for his life. He submitted to his set leaders, to his pastors, even as it relates to his career and schooling. You know, I believe part of our mandate here is to prepare people for the mountains. Everybody not coming here to be the deacon or usher or greeter. Some people, he's called to the entertainment mountain, but he has to be ready for that mountain because if you ain't ready, it'll eat you up. And so he submitted that to his leadership to say, now walk me through this because I know what I'm called to do, but I don't want to go a, a step ahead of God. Are you listening to me? And some of y'all have never made a decision to submit to your local pastors. You, I'm, we're just the people at the church you go to. And I'm the man that preached there. But you've not submitted to the leadership here because it is our job to help you and walk you through life. He says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Um, they're good, not evil, to take care of you and to get you to an expected end. That's where your pastors come into play. They, they, they lead you. And it's not always when you're going to sit with me or come to my house. Or I'm going to go to coffee with you. But through the teachings, through small groups, through everything God has set up through us in this local house, he's going to walk you to your place of destiny. And so, so, so consider submitting to, he said, I give you pastors. I give you pastors, but you've got to now receive them. And they're going to lead you and guide you. And so I'm godly proud of him. And I, you know, I sent them um, uh, um, uh, before he got off of Facebook because he shut down all of that. His page still there, but he's not on there. And I remember I emailed him and says, I sent the picture from his Facebook page that was up there before. And I says, who is this guy? Because it's a whole different guy now. Um, you even look different when you submit. You could put your own picture side by side and, look and see what God has done in your life. Countenance and everything changes. This is also why all of these stories are why we can't judge people by the flesh. You can't just assume you know what you know because you know it. You can't. God is working in everybody's lives, including yours. And we can sit here until Jesus comes back and still won't have enough time. Everybody can come take a seat here and we can talk and talk and talk. But I trust that those that are up here, you're benefiting from what they're sharing in Jesus' name. How about that? One, one last thing I wanted to mention. He said that lifeline, lifelined him. Mm. That, 
That's good. How many of y'all lifeline, lifeline you? Come on here. Yeah. Praise God. You want to say something in closing, Marvin? 30 seconds? You know, because Marvin a talker, you know, he like me. No, I just want to... No, I'm just really grateful for Lifeline. I'm grateful for the love here. Like, we have love, National Love People Day, and I just love that. That's not just something that's, like, cool to say, but it really is a place where you feel love. And I've invited friends, all that kind of stuff, who are not saved, who don't want to get saved, but they will call me, like, hey, I remember when you invited me to your church. You think you could pray for me, or can you, can I come? Mm. You know, stuff like that, because they not necessarily grew up in church, not necessarily want to be a part of a church, but they remember the love that they felt when they came. Yeah. And that's genuine, and that's why I think people keep coming back. Praise God. Give it up for Brother Marvin.